welcome to College Basketball Picks with the Professor. Monday, November 27th. Cousin Jerry, we got three games to discuss on a very short slate. Uh, this is one of the more challenging slates we've had so far this season. But it's good practice for later on in the season because Mondays and Fridays get notoriously thin. So we're just yeah. we're just we're working through the things that have to be worked through so that by the time February comes, you know, we're rocking and rolling and, and we're used to these really small thin slates, right? Yeah, and this this is the price that has to be paid for all of the basketball that we got mm. to consume over the week of Thanksgiving, where there were just huge amounts of games every day. And then uh, was it was it Thanksgiving Day where it wasn't a ton of games, but just so many high quality games? Yeah, they're uh, on Thanksgiving Day. This is the price we pay for yeah. all of that fun we got to have last week. And and so many day games. I mean, it was like it just seemed like for nine straight days, it was like games from like yeah. eleven a.m. to midnight. And so yeah. yeah, this is this is the the bill. The bill's coming coming due here. But but we mm-hmm. do have uh, three picks that we think are worth uh, your while here for Monday recap. Hit the play of the day Sunday. So far profitable on A grades on Sunday. Hopefully we can get those going in the right direction. One pending if the asterisk is four. Uh, no total today because uh, we've done dropped a lot of totals here of recent, but we'll we'll come back to that, of course, soon enough. And totals continue to do really well, uh, and that's what we're going to do for two more picks. Again, we're going to kind of try to ride the hot hand a little bit, and I don't quite mean it like that, just as much as right now the model's doing really well with totals, and we want to just take advantage of that as long as we can. Uh, the A grades will figure itself out. They were fantastic in college football this last weekend, um, which was a lot of fun. So they'll, it'll figure itself out uh, soon enough. But as a reminder, talked about this last week. We have a little Black Friday, Cyber Monday, call it whatever you want. Sale here. As I mentioned then, the code will be good. If you want to sign up, it's for first-time users only. Through the end of November, get your first month on Dub Club for only $9.99 using the promo code CBB2023. If you're with us on YouTube, the QR code is on the screen, and the link is in the show description. There are a limited number of these. About half of them have already been used. So uh, don't delay. Sign up today uh, for Dub Club. Uh, Cousin Jared, anything else to mention? Y'all, y'all sell this stuff and mention this stuff better than I do. I just did math. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else yep. I, I should say to, to that. No, I was just thinking at what point in, in your life did you think you would be uh, uttering the word sign up today for, for the Black Friday Cyber Monday sale for Pixel? You know, uh, I mean, it's crazy. I really, once I got my master's degree, I would have never thought that, but I did work at a hotel while I was working at my master's degree, just like, mm. like minimum wage. Mm. Um, but I think by the time I got my PhD, I was certain that I would never yeah. say those words, but life is crazy. I was like driving by, uh, and, and I stopped at Best Buy the other day to, to pick up some stuff for the new home, new office. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if they're hiring. Like, I could come do this for a little bit. And I was like, that was a weird thought I had. Like, it was just like a one <laughs> second, but it's like, you see all the cool stuff and you're like, I just want to be around that fun stuff. Yeah, uh, and then I was like, yeah. wait a minute, that would be like ridiculous. I spend like a hundred hours a week doing this. So I, I wouldn't have any yeah. time for that anyway. Uh, but anyway, CBB 2023, $9.99 for your first month over on Dub Club. You get a lot of great content, a lot of information. We try to preach how to become a smarter, better, and what you get every day are analytics uh, predictions, team totals, thresholds needed for A grades, B grades, all sorts of goodies. Uh, we have one of the highest retention rates over on Dub Club because of all the information we give out. Uh, so it's a lot of fun over there and a great Discord. So sign up today if you haven't yet. Otherwise, then we'll get to it. Oakland and Xavier. This is the earliest game. There's one game tipping off at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. 
Oakland's not terrible. They're going to run up against it against a good Xavier team. Xavier's favored by a lot. There's not really much edge to be had on the side, but we think there's a little bit of an edge on the total here with a Xavier team that plays really fast. A Xavier team that I feel like I've noticed the last couple of years, depending on who exactly is hurt, when they've got more big guys, they slow it down. When the big guys are hurt, they go a little bit faster. That makes a lot of sense based off how basketball is played. And right now, they seem to be running and gunning. They do have a great defense, but the pace that they should drag Oakland to, we think gets over 148 and a half. It's only a C grade with regards to value. Uh, we are close to B grade. It's kind of a C plus grade, but the model says on average 151.2. So I think this game has a good chance of getting into the 150s. So as long as you're in the 140s, it's worth a play, especially with a short slate. Cousin Jared, tell us more. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that, that I look at is the pace, obviously. Oakland right around average there. And, uh, you know, Xavier going faster. We've mentioned a few times how it's usually easier for the faster teams to, to make the slower team speed up uh, as opposed to vice versa. The other thing uh, that is important to note, I think, on this slate of Monday games is that no neutral site games. So this is going to be the first day maybe of the entire season that we haven't had any neutral site games at all. So uh, sometimes we talk about, you know, could there be some shooting issues? You know, everybody kind of getting used to the the backboards, the backgrounds and all of that stuff. Don't have that issue here. This, this is a home game for Xavier. No neutral site games um, on, on this Monday. Everybody knows Xavier's good. They can get up and down the court. They can score some points. But um, the thing about Oakland is Oakland, the 183rd, rated team uh, according to to sideline they're a decent team offensively dead average uh, mm. like 100 so dead average on offense a lot of times in these uh, early season non-conference games um, you can see a team like Z xavier um, go up and down the court and score a bunch of points on east southwest northwestern state Tech. And, yeah, and, and you know their offense is like a 73 or a 75, and you're still yeah. a, uh, able to get over a number like this. It's appealing to me to be able to go over 148 and a half uh, with a team like Oakland that has a, an average offense. Uh, crazy to say that, but um, you know I'm excited about an average offense going up against Xavier because I think that um, gives us some potential there. So uh, it's Xavier's pace, it's Oakland's offense, and then not having to worry about a, a neutral site where maybe both teams go cold for a little bit. Um, I think that's less likely to happen. Uh, those are all the reasons why I, I like the over here. And I think you make a great point with that. We've been on the under a couple times this weekend. I believe it was on Saturday we had an under. I can't remember. It was one of those games where, like, we went under and the winning team got, like, 90 points, but the losing team had, like, mm -hmm. 50. And mm -hmm. we've been on the wrong side of that, too, on occasion, right? But that's definitely the thing you have to worry about when the team is really bad. Oakland's not good, obviously, and they are yeah. very unlikely to win this game. I mean, weird upsets do happen, but this would be a very surprising upset. But they're good enough to, uh, you know, hopefully not not put up a 40 spot, a 50 spot, right? Yeah. You know, as long as they get into, you know, 60, 60, you know, into the 60s, which is pretty reasonable, uh, we got a good chance to hit this. So over 148 and a half in Oakland and Xavier. Which takes us to 8 p.m. Eastern, Houston Christian and TCU. We got Houston Christian and Texas Christian, I guess. Um, Houston Christian is bad, but gosh, do they do it very fast. And that yes. makes them yes. at least fun. But yeah. they are terrible at basketball. TCU is pretty good, as you can see there with the offensive and defensive ratings on screen. Um, you know, this is according to Sideline, a top 25 team. They also play really fast. The model projects 164.8. Cousin Jared, the line moves this season in college basketball have been, in my opinion, more extreme and more random and more weird than years past. Maybe that'll settle down. I don't really know, but they seem to just be 
harder to predict and much more extreme than usual. This number, I would not be surprised if it jumps out to like 168 and we're like, whoa, like this game could easily have 180 points in it with these two teams, 190 points. It wouldn't shock me. But at some point you have to be worried about playing a a bad number. But this number might drop into the upper 150s. And at that point now we've really got more value. Now it's more of a B grade, an A grade, that sort of thing. Again, these are the discussions that we have over on Discord. And if you're with us over there and, and you're afraid to speak up, you know, these are the types of questions. Hey, we played it at this, at this, you know, this grade, this number, whatever. Now it's just, what would you do? You know, we try to respond to those and answer those types of questions as timely as we can, uh, especially me since this is my, you know, my full-time life now. So it's part of what you're getting uh, with that dub club, getting that discord access there. So if, if this number drops, we like it a little bit more. I still think it's worth it here. Cause I think this is more likely, you know, 170s, to be honest. I know the model is an average of 164.8, but it's like, we're getting to the extremes here of, where the yep. model can project out because you don't typically see teams that play this sort of pace playing each other. Um, it's almost like when we see the really slow teams play, we've had a couple of those already this year, the model said to go under and the game's gone like way under even than what we yeah. imagined. You know, we were thinking like 115, 110 and the game would have like 102 or something. And West Virginia, Virginia yeah. was a great example yeah. of that. We were like, have you seen these two teams play? Like that sort of thing. Yeah. It's almost the same thing here. Like if you've seen these two teams play, like, you know, we always say there's no locks in gambling. We don't want to be over-invested in one game. We keep our plays at, you know, a unit, unit and a half, two units kind of max, you know, because weird things happen in sports. If these teams go on a, enough of a long cold spell, it's going to be tougher. But these two teams almost could maybe make up for that and still get there yeah. with the way they play basketball. Because, Jared, I know you love some of these Southland schools and the yeah. overs because the, the way they play, it wasn't quite as crazy a couple of years ago, but they still got some teams that play with some tempo, which is a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely makes it exciting and uh, appointment television at times. And, and what I mean by that is you look at the score and you're like, Oh, I don't have to worry about this. Like, you know, I I've lost this over or, you know, this under is a lock or this team has lost. I can tune out. And then you look back down and some score team has scored like 20 points in like five minutes. And you're like, holy crap, now I have to go back and watch this uh, now because it just got a lot more interesting. Um, so TCU, good, good, I mean, good offense. They haven't really played anybody of, of note so far this season, but they've scored at least 82 points in every, every single game, 82, 88, 86, 93, and 108. Um, so TCU has been putting up some points. Uh, number 20, the 27th best offense in the country, according to sideline. So that was definitely something that that factored into my decision. And not only the 27th best offense, but the 27th fastest team um, in the country. And you flip it over to Houston Christian. They played four games, and two of those games had have had a 157 points, and then one of the games had 173 points, and the other one had 176 points. Um, what I'll say is those games that had 157 points involved teams that were not as good as offensively as TCU is and did not play as fast as TCU did. And so I, this is, I mean, like you said, there are no locks in gambling, but I can tell you there are going to be an insane number of possessions in this game. It is completely possible that some team shoots 18% from three. And this, this goes over because one team is just completely cold. But I think the possessions and the fast break points are going to be there in this game um, to get above a, a number like this. So um, there, and the other thing is, is there's not going to be very many opportunities to say you need to go over a number like 163. So uh, when sideline says go over a number like that, uh, that's something that I kind of want to 
jump at the opportunity for because there's there's other numbers out there um you know very similar to this where you know they'll be in the the mid to upper 150s and sideline will say hey no you need to go go under that number it's really hard for sideline to say go over a number like this so that kind of grabs my attention when, when it does say that and you know you make the the comment about some of houston christians game that first game of the season they lost to byu 110 to 63 mm-hmm. I can completely see a repeat of that. I mean, TCU's a much better team. They should thump them. Uh, it, you know, it, it's just going to determine, you know, TCU's favored by 35 and a half for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the, the model actually says 41 and a half. Who the heck knows out there, right? That's really tough right. to figure out, you know, and I would not I recommend playing the side on this one way or the other because you just don't know what's going to happen at the end of the game. There's so many points. Who's carrying? Yeah. You don't know who's going to shoot better from three or not. Yeah, and if, if one team shoot better from three, Maybe TC only wins the game by 25. Maybe they win it by 45. But that 110-63 game, BYU plays at a similar pace to TCU. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really see why it's going to be that much different from that. And so, yeah, getting into solidly into the 160s is a pretty uh, reasonable proposition there for your Monday night. Uh, taking us to the late night, the best game on the slate According to sideline, Utah and St. Mary's, cousin Jared, the model says these two teams are uh, dead even. Uh, I did not adjust the win percentage on that. I need to automate that. It, it, according to sideline, it is 61% for St. Mary's and 39% for Utah. These teams are pretty even, and then of course give St. Mary's uh, home court advantage. Uh, basically, in college basketball, for the most part, gets it around 60-40 for home court. Uh, we're going to take Utah at plus 188 speed grade pick. Cause Jared, my pitch on this one is I don't know what I'm getting from St. Mary's. So give me the big plus odds, right? Mm, yep. Yep. That is, that is basically it. St. Mary's has definitely been up and down this season. Uh, good win against New Mexico. Lost to, to Weber state. Not exactly at, impressive at home. I think. Yeah. Yeah. At home. And then, you know, lost to San Diego state, but not competitive in that game. You're definitely not going to penalize anybody for losing to San Diego state, but was never really competitive in that game and say with, with Xavier lost and was never really competitive um, in that game. Uh, you flip it around and look at Utah. They beat UC Riverside. who's usually decent. They beat Wake Forest, uh, 10 point loss to Houston. I, I actually think that's pretty impressive. That's actually <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only losing by, by 10 to, to Houston and then a nine point loss to, St. John's. So I just feel like Utah has been more consistent this year. But the other thing that I will point out is we know how slow St. Mary's is. Um, one of the slowest teams in, in the country. Um, we've talked about before that it's easier to speed a team up. Utah is has above average pace. And according to sideline, as you can see here with um, both the offense and the defensive ratings, Utah is better on offense, according to sideline than St. Mary's is and not too far behind on, on, on defense. And so when you add that in to the fact that I think Utah has a better chance to control the pace of this game, I'm not saying that they will, but I think they have potentially have a better chance to control the pace of this game. I think that sets this more on an even playing field than what sideline might see. And then, you know, give St. Mary's a little bit of, of a home court advantage. I think Utah plus 188 is, is way too steep. I think this should be more like plus 160 something like that. And so I think you're definitely getting some some value here with, with Utah on the road. There may not be a ton of opportunities to capitalize before people realize St. Mary's isn't that great this season. 
St. Mary's not being that great, could they still have, could they still do well in conference play? Absolutely. Um, but I think in the non-conference is where you really might be able to take advantage of people just kind of betting the name St. Mary's mm-hmm. and not really paying attention to, to how they've actually played so far this season. And this might be Utah's best team in a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Since, you know, we were uh, teenagers, probably, to be honest. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. they had a good, a good few teams back then a long time ago. <clears throat> Don't want to age ourselves too much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the point with the names, I think it makes a lot of sense. Utah hasn't been as good historically. St. Mary's has been really good. And, and, and you know, early on in the season, St. Mary's might be a team that has just had a couple of bad games. They did look really good against Davidson in their last mm-hmm. game and some them, and maybe they're now going to be on a roll and they're going to figure things out and whatnot. But they have enough questionable performances that at this point it's more, it's probably a wiser thing to project them as a more, as a, as a good team, not a great team. And they've been great in the last several, several many years. And looking at Utah, you talk about that loss to Houston. So I think it's Houston up to number two in the country now, barely because it's close. There's a bunch of really good teams. Right. Hang, hanging on right there in the top five, but you only lose by 10 to, to a, a team like that. And, and the St. Mary's is, is not as good as Houston. I don't think anybody would argue that point. Right. So right. they should be able to hang in. You can take the five and a half points that, I, that I'm seeing out there. Again, we always say, you know, I've just kind of coded in rules for the official picks. I think in the end, it kind of all balances out. It's all about your mental sanity. Personally, we've taken the approach in these type of games. We'd rather have plus odds and points because at the end of the game, we want our, uh, incentives align with the coaches yeah. and we don't know when they're going to foul, how much they're going to foul. And we want them to, they're going to, we know what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to win. And we right. want to be on that side as opposed to, uh, Hey, it's down five with 10 seconds left. You've lost. Don't foul. And then they foul. Right? Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. We'd yeah. rather, you know, it, it, and the benefit of the money line is you're risking a little bit less than on taking the points in case they do get blown out. And I think that's the perfect point to make here with this game with St. Mary's is I have no idea what I'm getting from them. So absolutely. Give me plus plus one eighty eight in a game that St. Mary's, you get good St. Mary's, whatever. We turn it off at the half. We get bad St. Yeah. Mary's, we turn it off at the half for good reasons because yeah. <laughs> we feel like we, we can cash our ticket. Uh, so a, a lot of things happening here. And, and the last thing I want to say about this is early in the season, it, you know, you kind of can take a stance on teams based off a couple of games and say, this is what I think they are, and I don't think people realize it yet. And that's what the model tries to help us mm-hmm. do. You can have a different opinion. That's fine. I always encourage people to come up with what number you would play each team at because you should be willing to play every team if the number is right. Now, obviously, right. the number may right. never get there. And so whether you're doing it with another model or this model or whatever, that's the type of thinking that I want to encourage people to have. Sideline says – you said plus 160. Mm-hmm. Sideline says plus 155, and that's the information you get for every single game over on double club. So that's, that's what the model thinks the price should be. So if this was St. Mary's minus 165, Utah plus 150, we would just, you know, mm. dust off our hands and be like, we're not touching this because we're not getting a value on Utah because mm. this game's at St. Mary's. They should be more likely to win, et cetera. Uh, but for, for us, at least this price had, maybe you say I need plus 200. That's fine too. Whatever number is, there should be a, there is a number, you know, plus 200, plus 250, plus 300, simply yeah. because we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, ahead of time obviously in hindsight one team will win one team will lose but unfortunately we don't know that ahead of time so right. we always have to think about what price we're willing to play them at plus 188 is a pretty good value in our opinion and that is our recap remember we've got more picks over on dub club and again there is that qr code one last time for you 
promo code CBB2023. If you, if you scan the QR code or you click the link in the show description, it will automatically enter that promo code for you. $9.99 for your first month. That promo code is valid through the end of November. Cousin Jared, parting words before we sign off. I mean, sign up on, on Dub Club because there's so much good stuff there all, all the time. And, and make sure to stick around right here on YouTube because we're going to be breaking down almost every single game on the slate here uh, coming out on, on uh, it'll be Monday. You'll have all the conference championship games talked about, except maybe one or two. Um, but if you're with us on Dub Club, you'll probably find out about those later this week. You probably will and or we'll have good discussion about whatever we don't cover on show. So, again, a lot of great things happening here if you're not with us in Dub Club. Otherwise, though, hopefully we will see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.